0: and criminal enterprises that's where we come in we protect and serve we are the agents of edgewatch hey
1: everyone welcome to roll for combat agents of edgewatch i'm your gm and host Stephen glicker and in this week's episode our pcs continue the exploration of the most dangerous zoo on planet Galarian. So this might be new to some of you because the first three episodes, I had no intro, but it turns out a lot of people missed my intros and wrote me and asked if I can continue doing them because not only do I talk about the episode, but I give you a little bit of background of what I was doing when I created it or how I changed it or, you know, any number of things that you can't get any other way. So I'm back. And I will be doing, I guess, little intros for every single show going forward. So for those of you new to Roll for Combat, and this is your first podcast, welcome. I, of course, am Steven Glicker. I am the GM, creator and owner of Roll for Combat. And before each show, I do a little intro. Well, I will talk about, well, things that either are going to happen in this show or happened in the past Or if you even have questions, I'll answer them. And these usually go on for about 8 to 10 minutes. So if you just want to jump right into the show, just fast forward 8 to 10 minutes and you can skip over all of these if you don't want to hear this. Otherwise, I'm just going to give you a real quick background on this podcast and why we're doing Agents of Edgewatch. So one of the main reasons is that I read The Adventure and I thought this is one of the greatest stories I've ever read in an adventure path. Period. And I think you're all going to really like it. Now that whole aspect of them being guards, that really falls into the background. They seem to do this a lot. For our other adventure path or other podcast, Extinction Curse, aka Three Ring Adventure where they're circus members. You know what? The circus aspect comes up like once every 20 shows, you know, it's really not that prevalent and it's going to kind of fade more and more into the background. Well, guess what? Agents of Edgewatch kind of does the same thing. It's sort of a general background, but as they get deeper and deeper, that's really going to fall away. And the main aspects of this, well, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it does not. does not go in directions you were expecting. I promise you that. At least when I read it, I was constantly being surprised, and that means it's a good adventure path. So I wanted to run it now one thing i want to mention is people have asked me that lawbreaker badge like where did that come from and i created it now one thing i also want to mention is that this is not new to us we have tried many many times to run adventures inside pathfinder and dungeons and dragons where they are quote truly good guys not adventurers But the big problem with it is always the loot that has always been the problem in fact we did a game of kingmaker with well the exact same people playing here except for jason and seth was playing someone who only negotiated and did not do combat unless necessary and we found out the big problem with that is in the end whenever they would successfully negotiate with monsters or bad guys they would get no treasure And that really turned out to be a big problem so over the years we've had a lot of trial and error and i think this is also the main reason why i decided to do this adventure path i think we finally nailed it so what i've done to change up this adventure to make it work is the first thing is i have the lawbreaker badge which really steers them in the right direction that helps out a lot they don't have to worry about figuring out what the right thing to do is i can just tell them the other thing is they can do any attack spell anything as non-lethal damage and the lawbreaker badge will automatically convert that all into non-lethal damage that is another big thing because you just can't be you know a guard going around just killing people left and right that would break the you know illusion so that's the second thing now the third thing and this is the most important one is that how is loot gonna work well i get rid of loot instead i am kind of abstracting this where they get gold and believe it or not This is loosely based on a feudal system approach of guard work where there were sort of bounties and people, you know, even the Wild West had this, people were paid a regular you know, salary, but they were also paid extra if they went out and they did extra work, or went out and did bounties, and so forth. So, I won't get into all the details, but let's just say the method that I'm using is actually, you know, might not be very familiar to anyone today, but it's actually pretty common, and it was used back in medieval times, back in the Wild West, I believe even in Roman times and Greek times they use a very similar system so it was you know giving people incentive to do their job and i'm kind of doing the same thing and what i do is if they're supposed to get for example if they're supposed to get a plus one rune instead of giving them the plus one weapon rune i give them 35 gold pieces so that's why the gold pieces are so high in this adventure path i'm just converting all the loot the gold pieces now maybe that might not be right because it's like well if they get a plus one rune shouldn't it not be 35 shouldn't it be half of 35 and the answer is yes and no i actually figure out the math because okay they're probably going to use a plus one rune and probably not sell it so i give them the full value But if they're going to get, like, a weapon or something they're probably not going to use, then I'll give them half the value. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of doing a little loosey-goosey with the gold here, but it's more than enough, and I'm being very generous because there's one thing you need a lot of, and that's gold. The other thing is the people who wrote this adventure path, they seem to have put a huge amount of gold in this book. The next book, there's not quite as much gold. They seem to give the PCs a huge amount of loot and gold in levels one through four as opposed to other adventure paths where they really are pretty stingy at levels one through four and only start giving out good loot later they seem to front load at this time they gave them way too much loot which i think they're kind of compensating for the difficulty of pathfinder second edition and i'm full i'm like all for that that sounds great to me so again There they go. They have all the loot in the world. They get a ton of gold. And the best thing is they are in the city of Absalom. And Absalom is like being in, I don't know, Manhattan. You can just find anything you want, anytime. And that really makes interesting adventuring because they can be in the middle of a dungeon, half dead, then leave the dungeon, run to the local CVS, get a whole bunch of healing potions and scrolls, run back to the dungeon five minutes later and then heal up and they continue you know the dungeon delve and i have no problem with that because you know one of the big advantages of being in a city is that you have access to equipment and magic items galore in fact that's the exact opposite of the circus podcast where they're in the middle of absolutely nowhere And they have to craft every single thing they need. If it's not level 1 in common, they can't find it. Here, they're in Absalom, and they can find... Oh, you need a plus 3 greatsword with Vorpal on it, and Holy, and uh, Godstrike... Yeah, sure, we got uh, five of those. Well, what color do you want it in? You know, I mean, it's it's Absalon, you know, so they're going to take advantage of that. And then one final thing I want to mention is that I've played with these guys for almost 30 years now, weekly D&D Pathfinder type games. I know them really, really well. And one thing they like to do is they usually don't use healers. And they will get, well, in the old days, they would get a wand of healing and then just spam the crap out of that thing. But you can't do that anymore. So they're going to just get a gargantuan amount of healing potions. They're going to get like 30, 40 of them and just drink them up. So all that gold they're getting is going right back into the party just to survive. And this is a hard adventure. I warn them it's really hard. I mean, look at this. They're level 1. They fought a Cockatrice. They fought an Owlbear. They're fighting really tough things. I mean, that's level 1. Level 1 Cockatrice, that's pretty tough. But a level 1 Owlbear? Are you kidding me? Now, it was a weakened Owlbear, I'll, I'll tell you that. So it actually wasn't a full Owlbear. But still a weakened Owlbear? If it hits you, it can kill you. And if it crits you, you can be permanently dead. And we do all of our rolls out in the open. There's no secret rolls. Well, except for those that are secret. So when I do my attacks, whatever they see is what happens. So if I crit you and you die, you die. And why am I mentioning this? Well, let's just say this comes up later. I don't know about this episode, but it does come up later where I roll... Not one, not two, but three crits in a row. And yeah, let's just say I might have to be buying some new artwork. Anyhow, let's get to this week's show notes. So for those of you new to Roll for Combat, once again, welcome. A few things you might want to check out. First of all, check out the Discord channel. Just go to discord.rollforcombat.com. If you go there, you can play games. We're actually one of the largest, if not the largest, online Discord channel for Pathfinder and Starfinder Society games. We have over 350 plus tables. There's new ones starting almost every single week. So if you want to play by Discord, which is a lot of fun, you can go to Discord.roleforcombat. You can either play or be a GM. And if you post a lot and get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt, so check that out. In addition, if you want to check out the Patreon, you can just go to patreon.roleforcommit.com, and you can both listen to the shows early at $5, or for $10, you can watch us live, because we record both our shows, the circus show and this one, once a week, every week, you can see us actually play, you can see what we look like, you can see the game table, You can listen to us talk about movies for half an hour before we even start playing. You can hear us talk about fantasy football and how our teams suck. All that sort of stuff, because we usually BS for anywhere from half an hour to an hour before we even start playing the game. So if you become a $10 patron, you can join us. For those who want to know, we usually record The Circus Show on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern and Agents of Edge Watch on Monday, also at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it usually goes to about 11 And you will actually be ahead of everyone because we record these shows every week. And usually we get two podcasts out of each recording. So if you do the math there, we are much further along than what you're listening to. What are we up to episode four? We're probably up to episode like 12 or so on the live show. And it's getting pretty crazy. So uh, yeah and we'll catch you up too if you're new you can ask us questions during the show we talk to you chat with you so you know definitely check it out also if you're not checking out the Roll for combat website do check it out just go to rollforcombat.com, where we have articles such as reviews that jason does of all the hardcover books that paisa puts out but most importantly he puts out a weekly column recapping all of our shows he does the bird's eye view which is well because he's playing a tengu he will be doing a recap of every single episode of Agents of Edgewatch. Plus, he does the Sideshow, which is a recap of every single episode of Three Ring Adventure. And those are actually really good because if you you know want to jump into Three Ring Adventure and you're like, eh, I don't want to listen to 30 episodes that's fine just read jason's column you know maybe take an hour you'll read episodes 1 through 30 you're all caught up and then you can jump right into the show and he does a really good job of recapping each episode plus he gives you an idea of what he was thinking and what the players were thinking so make sure you check that out but with that let's get to this week's exciting episode Last we left off, you responded to the Panic at the Zoo, the lesser-known cousin of Panic at the Disco, and you responded quickly and took out several horrible creatures. First up, a cockatrice, Beaktooth, who kind of petrified you, but you're feeling a lot better now, and it's unconscious. It's on a big stack of blankets and rugs and pillows and is resting comfortably. Next up was Hoots, who was, oh I don't know, a baby owlbear that managed to kill Mang almost. And now you're figuring out what to do as, let's see, Dougie is damaged, Basil is damaged, Gomez is fine, and Mang is on the ground half dead. You have Hoots unconscious in this produce store and you have the proprietor yelling at you trying to figure out what are you going to do because now there is a two ton owlbear sleeping in the middle of a store. You go.
2: What do you mean sleeping? Oh subdued, right?
0: John Stats is playing cadet Dougie McDougal a human something. We knocked it out. Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an Orc Tiefling Monk of the Crane Style.
3: Just right. Okay. All right. Uh, I am going to the pharmacy to get Nyquil.
0: Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a Goblin Elementalist Sorcerer.
3: I'm I'm going. We need to get we we need to get healing potions. So I'm going to run away and try to find healing potions.
1: So one of the nice things, unlike any other adventure. Where we always have to go through, I don't know if you can find it here, I don't know if you can find that magic item here. You're in Absalon. You're in the largest city in the world, and you're trying to find low-level healing items. Guess what? You can go down the street. It's like a CVS pharmacy. You can just pick those things up. there, everywhere, it's not going to be a problem. Obviously, when we get to higher-level things, you might actually have to look around, but whatever you need. And the other thing is I'm looking at a total here of 116 gold pieces for the party. That is a King's Ransom for first level. You can buy as much healing as you need. You just tell me what you wanna get.
3: Uh, I want to get. I want to get uh, the first level healing potions and I'm going to try to use my diplomacy and my position to cut the line to decrease the time that it'll take to purchase these. Uh, Tell them the situation. We, We have an officer down. Do you want to do a mix
1: of potions and scrolls,
3: though?
0: Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator.
3: Yeah, it's oh, uh, potions where everybody. Yeah, well, gets why, not, why not? Yeah, uh, like the, the only divide, like my concern. My concern is that is the only the time issue. Like what, whatever's quickest. Like I, I would go for quickest over. Mo- or, can, I would go to time over quantity.
1: No, no, you can go get potions and scrolls. You actually were just at a magic shop. Remember, that woman you just helped out. That's what she had. So you can go right back to that area, which is part of your beat and get a whole bunch of potions and scrolls. And... All right, so, so I do so.
3: And, okay, and, the same and unless, does somebody the same want to price. chuck me? I have 30 gold pieces as far as my account goes. Because I had 15 originally, and then I got 14 or something from the accumulated everything. So does anybody want to toss me a couple of gold, or am I just going to go with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah.
2: No, 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 no. I'll, I'll give you some gold. I, I, I believe in like maybe a c- community thing, like each chip in 10 gold or something like that. And then... Whoever needs potions, gets a potion.
3: Yeah, I'm not That's like, cool. I, I, yeah, I, I don't want to quibble over I don't do over want the, to I don't, I don't the over the over the over the restaurant bill now. Like, I'm just like shove some money in my hand and I go like it like fast. All fast, right, fast, right fast, all fast. right, I'm giving you ten. All right, good. I take, I take I'll a ten. Me. I'll right, give so you t- ten also. All right, sorry. I, t- I take that twenty. I add it to all of my money, and I want to get that much in uh, potions. Unless they have scrolls on hand, in which case I'm going to get the maximum. We get a, a mix and match, maybe. Yeah, whatever, whatever is whatever's the most, whatever's the fastest. fastest well, I think first, you're, first, yeah, first.
1: the flip side is I think you're the only one who can use scrolls.
3: Okay, so
1: okay, well it's up to you. I mean that gives you fifty pretty much, and fifty gold pieces. It's very simple. Um, you can buy lesser healing potions, which are four gold each, and they heal one d eight. You can buy scrolls of heal, which work exactly like the heal spell. And those are four gold each, too. And I forgot what the next level is. The, the,
3: scroll, the scrolls. Talk to me about the scrolls. The sc- Like, the, like let's, let, like, talk I to me about the,
2: dice. I thought there was one where everybody gets healed.
3: Scrolls. That's the scroll. It's the yeah. heal spell. It's the same
1: oh, thing I as see. the heal I spell. See.
3: I said the cure oh, spell. Whatever. The and spell that, that oh. I have.
2: Yeah, that's
1: that sounds like a good right, thing. So how,
3: how many of what did I have? Can I get as many as you need? Oh, okay. All right. And, well, in that okay.
1: Case... So, so actually, sorry. Minor healing potions uh, do one d eight. Lesser healing potions, which are twelve gold each, that does two d two d eight two d eight plus five, and those are twelve each. So, I don't know if it's really worth it. But, but...
3: scrolls, however, uh, cost gold. how much? How much for?
1: Four gold and they are the exact same as your healing spell which means right. if you do it on a single person it's 1d8 plus 8 and if you do it on a group everybody <laughs> gets 1d8 Got so it. it's like 4 healing potions the only downside of the scroll is that you are the only one who can right, do right
3: spells, right right right, that's right totally totally so Wait, Basil, uh, Basil might be able to
1: no, not at the moment. There's there are feats you can use to to like trick magic items and stuff, but I don't think that's I have that not right much now. of
2: a downside though. It'll always be good at least for one person, but it will take because um, you're always out of spells anyway.
3: Five potions, five scrolls.
2: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Is I mean, ten be, is
3: forty, yep, and it gives 40. me t- and, it, and it gives me ten gold pieces left. Yes uh and
2: that's that's enough that's enough and, yeah. and that's we'll enough. find we'll, we'll, and we'll find enough. healing too
3: and a pocket attempt
1: okay <laughs> it's five scrolls five potions uh if you want my druthers uh i'll give you a real quick opinion is that the scrolls are really good for out of combat and obviously if there's like undead you want to deal with the scrolls are fantastic because then you have time to heal and the potions are good for emergencies. Right. Know? I mean that's that's pretty much and the game almost assumes that you completely heal up between encounters. It really it really does because things hit so hard and you take so much damage that if you go in even just a little bit down, you will probably drop because like, you know, you can easily drop by getting hit twice. So if you go in only half healed, then you're going to drop after you get hit once. It's just that it's just that's just the game how the game works, especially at levels one and two. Level one and two are super deadly. Level three, you can start taking hits. That's where you could really start taking a couple of whacks and not go down. But so point, so what really I think
3: better. what so what I think the ultimate breakdown is like I come back I got five and five. Uh, I just everybody gets one potion. Uh, I have five scrolls. I use one scroll immediately to get him up okay and, so... and and then and who's injured somebody somebody drink the uh uh the spare potion so everybody will end up with a potion and we'll have four scrolls sounds
2: good to well me. i don't know <laughs>
3: the way these these
2: rolls go sometimes though i mean that's the plan but uh then when you roll a one and then you roll a three we got Lo Mang, who's basically one hit and he's dead you know well,
4: let's uh, see what happens. Okay. So I have medicine skill. I can I can do
3: some that when
4: I get up, right? But you've Maybe? already used yeah. it today. But yeah. I, I, I'm
3: I'm casting a scroll a spell off the scroll to heal him. Okay. Should Should I just roll that? What's yeah. 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 Roll just try to get everyone else too, right? Because other people have
1: yeah. Or you can, you can just hit well, your if I button. if I
3: do it, but but if I understand how the scroll works, I use it in the two action variety, which Correct. gives you eight points plus the die.
1: If you're doing it to just low mang.
3: Exactly. exactly. Oh, I see. you can that's use. Cool. That's
1: why it's so powerful. The scrolls are way oh, better really than potions. Oh yeah. Uh if you're using it that way. You can get four
2: right. potions and six scrolls. <laughs> yeah, those scrolls are good. Well, the All potion, right, well,
4: though, you can personally do quickly, too, yeah. in combat.
2: So yeah. go ahead do a scroll for everybody. Let's see how that goes.
1: Well, yeah, decide. Well, tell me what you're doing, and then let's just roll. And you can just hit your heal button, Seth, because it'll just give you the same difference. So five to, is that to everyone?
3: That's directly on our downed companion.
1: Oh, so you're doing five right on Lomang
3: plus eight because I'm, I'm doing the two. I'm doing the two action right. version, so it's eight points plus five. Thirteen. Thirteen.
1: Lomang opens up his eyes. He feels so much better. Yet he's on the ground, and sitting right next to him is this gigantic owl bear snoring. What happened?
3: Where <laughs> am I?
1: What happened?
3: All right, I see you still hurt. I see everyone's still hurt. All right, so how are we restraining... Somebody solve the problem of how, of how we police the the captured animals. Somebody solve that problem.
2: Um, all right, well, how big is this owlbear first? like, is Can we carry bear? it?
4: Well, the baby owlbear. I don't know how big a big. baby owlbear is. It's like medium size. I mean, large size.
2: Uh, well, I mean, if it's subdued... Like, do we have
4: to babysit? I actually don't know. No, I think we stuff. just have to... Drag it out and put it in a cage or something, right? Well,
1: the, she, I don't she, know if we can drag she, it. There. There's no way. It weighs like two tons. So, Green Gold, whose store it is, is is like, oh. she's she's just been upset this whole time because this Al Bear has made a mess, and now it's sleeping here and it's unconscious and. She, she's, just, she's just been like trying to clean up the store while this has all been going on muttering to herself and she's like asking you how, how are you going to get this thing out of here huh what, what are you going to do look at this thing I can't just have it in here what are you going to do
2: well the answer is we don't know and quickly followed by we probably wh- like where is this does, is it clear where did this owlbear come from let's ask her that how did this owlbear get
1: into the store it came from across the street. There's the zoo across the street. It's the Knights nice, Marvelous Menagerie or something. Did you see that? It just uh, it just started to wander in and it just it just came in and just started to eat. And I ran into the storeroom and hid. And it was just eating my produce. That's all it was doing.
2: Ah. Uh, so if I step out here, here, I'm just gonna step outside. Is that okay? So to the east, that is a that's the outside of the zoo. Is that correct? Where yes. I'm at the outside. Yes, a- yes. outside. Okay,
1: so there's a 10 foot fence, so you can't really see inside. But there's a large sign above the entranceway that says, "Let's see." A 10 foot high wooden fence surrounds the menagerie proper, enticing passerby's with colorful murals of fantastic beasts. The gates of the main entrance stand open beneath an arc featuring a cartoon of a rust monster wearing a top hat, flanked by the words, Night's Marvelous Menagerie, home of Rusty the Rust Monster.
2: (laughs) Oh, great.
1: And that's all you can really see from here. Um, But yeah, there's a 10-foot fence, and then along the fence, you're seeing pictures of, well, you actually see hoots. You see Beaktooth. You see a few other things that are being advertised. You see something called uh, Big Bertha. You see other fantastic animals such as something just called That Bastard. You see what looks like a bunny rabbit with a unicorn horn. You see oh raccoons, lions, tigers, penguins, and lots of other mundane animals bears all across uh no bears no bears. bear
3: uh, oh my we but albert
1: oh there we go albert oh my
3: albert
1: so you yes that is what you see whether this is accurate as to what's actually in the menagerie you do not know but that is the advertisement that's in front well of
2: you. the answer for this woman is we're not going to deal with this this thing now because we can't we have to secure the area like there's no point in trying to drag this albert anywhere because if we're just hauling this carcass into the zoo and there's a lion that just jumps on top of this, that's kind of stupid. We should, uh, we need to secure well, they, the they area. The first.
4: zoo might have handlers, like and and, and and crew and whatnot. So they can say, "Hey, you're you're yeah. all over there." Yeah, we can projects. send them. We'll it. It. Yeah, we can send them. We'll it. get it. Yeah, but dealing it with it there.
2: here is not. Uh, we're a different part of the city.
4: Ah,
1: oh, fine, fine. At least can you? She looks at uh, Basil's like, can you at least help me like carry this produce into the storeroom? So maybe we could just lock it up in here. And if we can at least move some of the shelving and produce, this is made to collapse and move around very easily. And you can see it's all on like wheels, so it can be moved around. It's actually a very flexible market. They can move it outside. So she just asked if you can help her like if, move. Th- if that doesn't this. seem like it takes a lot of time, sure. We'll, we it him. will take the 10, 15 minutes that it's oh, Gomez no. to go get the. Um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. During
2: that, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. While
1: well, yeah, Gomez is going to get the. I'm, I'm assuming this is happening. Retroactive. Simultaneously. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. That's simultaneously. Cool. So you can just help her get all that totally. stuff into the yeah. bag. Oh, yeah. In that case, sure. Okay, so she's just, like, she's, like, very appreciative. She's, like, thank you very much. She seems to calm down a little. She's, like, thank you, thank you. This is, uh, she's, like, I don't think you'll be able to get into. The storeroom is designed specifically uh, to be uh, very difficult to enter. And you can see it's, like, a reinforced door. It's, you know, it's, it should be owlbear-proof, even to this one. And, uh, actually, now you look at the owlbear after you've been, like, moving some of the produce across the hoots. Uh, it's not... A juvenile owlbear. It's actually the opposite. It's actually very old and it's small, it's just a small owlbear and it looks like it's just shrunk in its old age and it looks like it's probably pretty docile. This is what Basil can determine by looking at its claws and just how its um, demeanor is. It looks like it's actually a pretty docile Uh, owlbear. And and Basil's heard of this, that sometimes people keep them as pets and novelties. And that um, if properly trained, they actually can be domesticated. So this one... (laughs) Curio. Yeah, this one probably was actually just a fine you Know pet almost and right. probably completely harmless. It just so that like, begs the different strange. question that kind of begs the different question of why does it why did it freak out then exactly? All right, and and yeah. when you finish everything, Gomez shows up, Lomang is healed, and now you all have halfway to um, hit Gomez hit
3: him, with, hit, hit us with
2: another uh, healing thing because it, it, uh, it,
3: it... step outside so I don't get the olive and the radius and wake him up. Ah, uh, okay. So we all go outside, and I will do an area effect scroll application and hopefully roll well.
1: Okay. Hit that heal button. Let's see a magic one. Oh, a seven. Holy moly. Yikes. Oh, that's good. Good job. (laughs) That's really good. Wow. Including the outbid. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Everyone heal up seven points. Now, don't forget, you also have your Lawbreaker badges, which allow you to do uh, lay on hands. But one person, Lomang, already did it for today. And by the way, I will take off your ruling one.
3: So that being the case, Lomang, you now possess, and make note of this, two potions of healing. And all the rest of us have one potion of healing to make five total which are the ones that I purchased. Right.
1: Okay. And you have three scrolls left. Correct. Okay. You finish this all up. And from the store to the Northwest, you hear fighting of some sort, but it sounds more like some large man banging on something metallic saying, get out of here, Scott, Scott, Uh-oh. you beast. Uh Oh, To
3: the- I'm going to investigate guys. Yeah, I'm going to. Let's go round up there.
1: Shouting and the sounds of clanging and breaking emerged from the open-air entrance of a blacksmith shop, bearing the sign reading, Pavari's Ironworks. Inside, a large man wearing a turban and a leather blacksmith's apron is flailing with a broom at a five-foot-long lobster-like monster shouting, Out! Out! You feather-faced bastard! And you see... All around the shop, rusted weapons and armor everywhere. Uh-oh. He looks up at you and says, The watch is here. Quick, help me get this lobster creature out. Out, I tell you.
2: Unhand Ray Donovan.
1: Roll
0: for combat.
1: Okay, so there's actually a tent surrounding this, so you don't see right into it, like Loma oh. and Gomez. Dougie, you sort of poked in, and you're the one who saw this. So you first.
2: Okay, so can I run through there? Because I'm like, I'm on Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tent. Okay, okay. alright, tent tent so tent. Uh, yeah, I, that guy looks like Ray Donovan, and I'm going to save him. So I'm going to circle around here for a flanking maneuver. Hopefully I will not get uh, hit.
1: Okay. Okay, so sure enough, you see, well, it looks like A lobster. And the funny thing is, you look at this and you're like, huh, that looks a lot like the rust monster Rusty that they just had on that billboard in the front.
2: I put two and two together. And the only way to deal with lobsters is punching them. So that's what I'm going to do.
1: So you spend one action running across next to Favari. Second action is punching the lobster with a 19 is that a crit miss what wait a minute <laughs> it a 19... jumped...
2: uh,
1: it... yeah welcome to the real pathfinder oh you playing, my god you were, playing, you were playing pathfinder with training wheels before this now you're playing the real thing
2: Well, I mean, I'll take another attack. Now I guess I'm looking only for a crit since everything misses.
1: It easily deflects out of the way. 17, not bad. Miss. Rusty, the Rust Monster. Sorry, yeah, I am getting a little bit of a flashback to Rusty Carter, so I'm a little bit momentarily confused. I'm like, well, I'm going to show up and roll the dice. The oh, I should have thought of that. I should have actually thought about that. Yeah. It's pretty funny. So Rusty is currently glutting himself on the wares, and he, 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 uh, he just sort of like snaps at you, Dougie. But he, he scans you and you're not wearing any metal, are you? No,
2: Duggy? no. Uh, only my badge. And I don't know if that's a ferrous metal at all.
1: He, Rusty, completely ignores you. <laughs> oh my God, that's walks hilarious. Walks over there and starts <laughs> eating some more metal armor. It's like, oh. and he's like, no, not the good stuff.
2: No. He wouldn't even acknowledge my existence.
1: Oh yeah, yeah and uh, <laughs> Pavari like walks over and starts beating it with the broom, but this thing is completely ignoring him. Basil, you're up. Okay, I'm going to move into the tent. Um, then I'm going to do a knowledge check. Uh, maybe ah. nature to see if uh, see what I know about this. Yeah, it's actually occultism. I'll uh. You don't need to know what it is, but I'll just tell you. And if you want, you can just... It'll, it's occultism if you still want to do it. I do it for you. So. Uh, sure, let's go ahead and do it. Sure. It's only one action. And you have, like, everything. Oh, you, you know, you're trained in occultism. I'm a skill monkey. That's you are so- a skill monkey. Okay, you know a lot about this. You're like, oh, well, this is a rust monster. And it seems to be much larger than most. I would call it an elite rust monster even and you know a couple things you know that rust monsters well they love to eat metal and they can well turn metal into rust nearly instantly bypassing hardness they're pretty harmless sort of to people who don't have metal on them they do have a pretty nasty mandible attack and they can beat you with their tail pretty well and they also have the ability to trip you with their tail but if you um if you don't attack it with uh metal items and if you sort of you know run away from them they can be tricked into gouging themselves on metal and leave you alone unless you really anger them so uh, you know they're really more the bane of existence of fighters and paladins and people just covered head to toe with metal but your party has almost no metal on them this might be the perfect antithesis to rust monsters is u four is there anything specific you one thing you would like to know is you rolled really 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 well um is it vulnerable to anything in particular no all right well in that case i'm going to i'm going to be protective of my sword cane i'm going to t- take out my sap and since I didn't have my
4: weapon out, I guess that's where my turn ends.
1: Yeah, that's
4: great. Mang. Alright. Alright. It's we have to protect the property.
1: And an aside, the funniest thing is this is the only party in history in which a Rust monster is almost useless against.
4: Yeah, I mean I don't have a lot I don't have any armor and no weapon. Um I do have like a little bit of metal on me in terms of, like I have a dagger. But it's sheathed, and that's not much. And I move there, and I will flurry of blows.
1: Okay, lobster. Oh, I'm somebody. sorry, I, forgot.
4: I I do a crane stance, and then flurry of blows. So that's two actions, and that's three actions.
1: Yep. An eleven is a missed critical miss. Oh, is that a twenty-three? Is that a critical miss?
4: <laughs> barely. With a minus four. A- uh,
1: Yeah, you hit and you do 12 points of damage.
4: Nice. And I'm done.
1: Okay. Now, now you got its attention. It, it sort of was like eating the metal and then you just like punched it in the face and it sort of looks at you with a snarl and it's uh, it, it, you're getting its attention. Gomez
3: is really far. Alright, let's move to where i can see things where's the entrance where's the entrance is that the entrance the whole the whole wall is an entrance the whole wall. that's fine you can see it from there so so can i go in there yeah yeah that's perfect and uh zap it with my zapper i tase it
1: the taser the living taser five damage uh reflex 21 so half no no damage it jumps out of the way so Miss is realizing, hmm, these uh, these creatures are pretty agile. Dougie is up. We're going to move. Flanking. Rusty, the rust monster. And putting
2: in the flanking bonus.
1: Okay, 15. That's misses. Miss.
2: I know, I know.
1: <laughs> You're going to do another attack?
2: Yeah, submitted another attack. Jeez. Holy critically wow. i wow. rolled <sighs> so low.
1: Rusty the Rust Monster. Seeing that it's surrounded, seeing that Lomang beat it, 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 it doesn't smell any, rock, any metal on you. Uh, but it doesn't like what you did, so it's just gonna try to... It's um, just gonna hit you with its tail? just gonna, like, whack you.
4: 16, 19.
1: 18 just misses you wow nice nice and then does a backswing and tries to hit you again Ooh, critical miss rolls a wand lo man quickly jumps out of the way and kung uh, i know kung fu and then tries one more time oh man another critical miss Wow, you're just, like, jumping and bobbing and weaving and, and yeah, nothing. Well you don't get closer to
2: level one fights than this, boy. Yeah. A bunch of fists <laughs> and the monster's missing. And the monster doesn't even care that we're here, to be honest.
1: Uh, well, Pavari is hitting it with its broom. And he's like, keep at it, keep at it. We have not surrounded. And then he's like, stop eating my weapons and armor. This is Pathfinder Unplugged, the acoustic show. <laughs> Basil's up. Right, yeah, Basil's definitely. Watched, Basil watched its movements as it was fighting uh, Mang. and he thinks he's kind of got an angle that if you come in right between the eye stalks, you might not see the shot coming. So that would be his devise a stratagem. Excellent. So that's one action. And then, as I said, I couldn't really program it, so just... Exactly what you do, just put in the plus two 22. Guess what? I, a whole, a whole damage, one point of damage. <laughs> well, oh, if man. you didn't, oh, wait, strategy, I get the wait, for... I get the precision damage, so you would have missed. More. So that's right. So you hit it with four points of damage. Um, and then I'm going to do a regular attack just because you got nothing better to do. And this is basically going to be crit farm territory 16. Actually, not bad, close, but. Oh, and I would have got the six damage for that. Uh, but you miss. And Lomag is up. The only one who managed to right. Oh no, that's right. Basil hit him too.
4: Time to knock it out. Uh Flurry again. Okay. Now we now we go. Six six attacks.
1: Four attacks! Four attacks. Here we go. With flanking no less. Thirteen though. Jeez. Was, he rolls a four. <laughs> you miss.
4: This one's at minus two, and they keep getting worse from there, so...
1: Yep. Crit barn, crit barn. Here we oh, go. Oh, 23! You hit. Oh, you rolled an 18. You still barely hit this thing. Uh, nine points of damage.
4: All right, let's keep going. This one's minus six, I think, right? Total?
1: Uh, correct. And a two.
4: The last one minus six again, or...? No, minus eight.
1: No, actually, it's minus, well, it's, oh, it's minus six again. Right, 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 right. Cause you're, you can never go below minus six.
4: Right. Cause you're four. Or nine. minus eight.
1: Yeah, or minus eight. And you miss again. So you hit it once. Good job. is goes. Zap. Zap. That's all we can do. Reflex save. Thirty. Oh my God. Oh, what yeah. is what He's is the agile creature? What is the plus
2: on? It's plus twelve. Wow, and it's there, rolling I, well too. So, I'm, I'm gonna be over here. Oh wait, there.
1: I made a mistake. It takes half damage before because if it succeeds, it does take half damage. I screwed up. Sorry about that. Uh, how much damage did you do before?
3: Uh, it was five. So whatever half of five two. is. Two. So you did two. Sorry about that.
1: Um, Thirty, however, is a critical success, and it takes zero damage. And then you're moving away.
3: I see. Yeah, moving over there.
1: Dougie, as you move over there, you get covered with rust dust because the, this floor is just covered in rusted weapons and gear. It's just everywhere you go. Dougie's up. All right, I'm going to
2: whop him one. Jeez. I just cannot roll. I rolled at eight rolled for a 17.
1: Eight and you miss. You can try again. Them fists ain't flurrying. Oh my God! Did you actually hit?
2: Uh, did I crit? No, I didn't crit.
1: You rolled a twenty-two. <laughs> well, I I crit.
2: I don't know if that's a crit. If or not.
1: the if the number is in green. Oh, okay, red. okay. Um, so you did eight points damage.
2: Uh, oh, okay, cause I got my stick attack damage. Uh-huh.
1: Okay, uh-huh. good. Go. Cool. That's your first. Uh, that's two attacks. You get a that's third. That's my two
2: attacks. My third action is. Uh, does this guy have weapons in on like the wall that I could use, like a, like a club or something? Like or is it yes. everything metal? Or... No.
1: You actually see, right next to a very large club. In fact, you see two very large clubs. One looks like a large wooden club, very expertly decorated. You know, sort of like a, not just a piece of wood, like a real, like, club. And then right next to that is a two-handed maul made out of wood.
2: Oh, we'll get that. Uh, I'll say, we'll be borrowing this to save your store, store, if that's okay, sir. And I will use my third action to pick that up off the wall. Assuming I can do that in one action.
1: You can do that in one action. And now you have a two-handed maul. That looks like. Remember Conan?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: That's what he's. That's what he's wielding.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, that big hammer.
1: Uh, yeah.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Oh Bearded yeah, Bamba. Bamba. Yeah, that's Bamba's hammer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Thorgrim's hammer, actually. Uh, Rusty is up. Rusty looking around. It's surrounded. It's starting to realize that things are uh, not looking good for it, and it decides to. Uh, to start moving. And then it goes over there and it just starts eating some more um, metal. I oh my like goodness. You. It doesn't like you all surrounding it. It just sort of walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pavari starts chasing after that it. So and great. I was like trying to push it out of the store. He's like, get it out. Get out, beast. It's like shooing it out, but he's not nearly strong enough. This thing is is really, really tough. Uh, Basil, you're up. And it's, it's sort of just, again, kind of ignoring you and just eating, eating the metalwares. By the way, you see its top hat on the floor to the southwest of you, sort of laying on the ground. That could be my top hat. (laughs) Um, all right, well, I'm going to step up and I'm going to try to devise stratagem again. Think about my attack a little bit and I'll attack again. Okay. Using the sap. What a sap. Oh, my god. Six points of damage. And I'll go with one more attack. No, that's it. Oh, right. Sorry, you're right. Move, Move devise, attack. What yeah. Attack. Lomang is up. Looks like Basil's out damaging you with his little sap. That's all I'm going to say about that.
4: All right, so I see a spot. And let's smack it.
1: Oh, just trying to eat. Flanking, though. no flanking. Twenty-one. Knock it out. Ten points of damage. Still going. Still going. Oh, hit it hit pretty hard though. It was like knock the knock the uh, sword that it was eating out of its mouth. That's under arrest, rust monster. <laughs> under arrest. You put a rust monster under arrest.
4: That misses. Let's try again. Might as well.
1: Yeah, one more. Flurry of blows. And then one more attack. 14. Just a regular mess. Gomez. Off in the corner. Covered with rust dust. Realizing Zap. zapping. You suddenly feel the zapping tingling through your body because you just cast an electricity spell while you're covered in rust dust.
3: I wonder if it you grew hilarious if it became magnetic and all this yeah. stuff Yeah, you're like
2: a sprinkle-colored, uh, covered uh, ice cream cone. Ooh,
3: it failed. Uh, five points of damage. All right. Oh, and he gets it. Oh. I, I love that. I, I love that theme that I keep noticing. <laughs> yeah, where yeah, yeah. Everybody beats the crap out of it until it gets within one or two hit points, and I finish it off. I steal everyone's kill. That's my job yeah, at the parties to steal yeah, everyone's kill. really annoying.
1: So it, it goes down, it's all electrified as it is, you know, rust. And it goes unconscious. Oh, that one. And then as it goes unconscious, uh Pavari pushes it out of the store with his broom. He's like, <laughs> get out! Get out! And he keeps pushing it out, like he's pushing it out. He he comes in, he's looking around, and he's just like, Oh my store! My store and everywhere you see is just everything is destroyed or in disrepair as this thing was just feasting on the blacksmith's store ah. for quite some time. What do you do?
3: Wait, we have to find a next monster. Yeah, you may want to file a
4: complaint.
2: Right. Yeah. Um, sir, do you need this mall? Do you rent these? He looks
1: yeah, around.
3: That. He
1: says, y- "You know what? Uh, you-, you you've done such a good job. You helped out." And he looks at you. He says, "Wow, is that common? Does the watch not carry metallic items with them?" It seemed like you were designed <laughs> to come in here and fight this creature. It's amazing. He's looking around. It's like none of you have armor or weapons, really. What is this? Are- huh i'm impressed mm. he's he's actually asking you do, do you do not use oh. weapons
4: no uh, I, I, yeah. I, I i do not use weapons personally i study i'm from the mang temple outside of town and i've learned i'm, I'm trained in the martial arts
2: uh basil is our basil basil guy, flashes
1: yeah. a little bit of his sword kate he takes
3: it a little way out of the holster or whatever we're, we're prepared for all sorts of contingencies As officers of the law, we are experts in non-lethal combat.
1: Right. Mm.
2: And my personal code is to never take a weapon that I don't earn. And thats uh, I haven't earned any weapons yet.
1: Ah, well, uh, I'll tell you what. You've done such a good service to me, and you've probably helped out uh, with saving my inventory because I couldn't do anything to that thing. It was probably going to just keep gorging until there wasn't a single thing left and he starts like taking things out of drawers and 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 obviously there's still some items left that were hidden in Cabinets and drawers that the monster didn't get to and he says I'll tell you what um, If you want to come back I'll, I'll make weapons for you any metal weapons or armor you might desire for free up to Fifty gold pieces for all of you. Wow! You. Oh, and always. On top of that, I'll uh, I'll I'll work on your heldry. Uh, if there's any engravings you want on it or symbols, you let me know. Oh, I'll, I'll make it really nice thing. for you. And uh, yeah, if you if you want that mall, and he's looking you over. Um Dougie and he says, Oh yeah, you, you could have that mall The mall's made out of wood. It's one of the few things. <laughs> and it's it's so big and heavy, not too many people can handle it, but it looks like you can. And there's the club, you can take that club too. And he looks at you up and down and he goes, Hold on, I actually got something that I think that will fit you. And he sort of like goes through his uh drawers and he takes um he, he takes something out and he holds it up uh against Dougie and he and it's obviously very large and he's like yes this this will work well ah uh, yes i have this chainmail that i i made for another patron but he never came to pick it up and it looks like it's about the same shape and size as you and i think it'll fit you nicely and you can see this thing is uh what do they call the mumus well anyhow it's a very large chainmail more than enough for dougie's girth shall we say if, if you wanted, that is uh,
3: right, well, I, I remind our, our wow. parties that there are other monsters probably doing damage to other stores right now we got to get moving
2: uh well i'm going to take this chainmail though because i can definitely use chainmail that's a good thing to have
3: okay you you can you
1: you took put it on and it fits you like a glove and um nice. yeah club wow. wow one-stop shop the mall He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, if you come back later, I'll engrave it for you if you want. I'll uh, I'll make it all pretty and nice. But yeah, for now, Definitely. it looks like something you can use.
2: Well, let's so. let's check out n- n- this north area to make sure that there's nothing lurking around the corners here because I don't want to like just do a partial sweep. I'm I'm gonna uh, go up here and see. Is this is, is,
1: the,
4: this is the actual here? zoo right across the street?
1: Yes. Yes. So you go to the north and you don't see any more animals and it looks like this area has been subdued and from what you can tell um this is pretty much the you know it looks like they and the entrance is kind of far down i mean it's like 100 feet to the southeast so you know they were wandering around looks like hoots was eating produce rusty was well eating metal and the cockatrice was just Eating people. So you took care of those.
4: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say like let me go I'm gonna go try and find an official from the zoo itself and have them corral these things and uh I'll be right back. We can I, probably
2: I, pick up the the rust monster though. That's like pick upable, right?
4: Yeah, can we put them up uh, put them in like a bag or something
1: and I,
2: tie I, up the bag?
4: Yeah. I, I, I do have made. a bag actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's
2: uh yeah. carry the rust monster to the at least to the uh, entrance.
4: Over here? Is that where that is? Yes.
2: We are Rust Monster Patrol.
4: We specialize
1: in Rust Rust Monster (laughs) extermination.
2: (laughs) Rust Monster be gone.
1: So Dougie has an AC. Now you have an AC of 19.
2: This mall is good. It does 1 to 12 damage. Yeah, it does insane damage.
1: Okay. So, yes, you, you walk through the main gate, and in front of you is the Menagerie. It's quite large. To the east you see one, two, three, four, five, six carts that double as cages on wheels. And you can tell there's some animals in there. It doesn't sound like they're doing anything. Right to the north of you is a small ticket booth. Um, the abandoned ticket kiosk stands just inside behind which sprawls the zoos manicured lawn and meandering dirt paths to the northeast a windowless wooden building with two distinct wings defines the far sides of the menagerie's grounds while a wide variety of wagons fills the south end and you see a few smaller structures stand to the north and in addition to the northeast you see a large pool with some well Let's see. There's a large pool. There's some benches where people can sit down and admire the pool. And there is a penguin standing on top of a large rock. And there's something else in the water. You can't quite tell what. To the north of you, approximately 25, 30 feet, you hear weird sounds, almost like laughing.
4: Uh Uh-oh. I take out my crossbow and I load it. Okay.
1: Okay. You got your crossbow loaded.
4: Can, I'm, gonna if get I, my
1: sword, s- I'm gonna get my sword cane ready.
2: Can I look into the ticket booth? I, I assume that's what this is. Uh, can I like yep. lean in and see if any if there's any monsters behind inside the booth or people hiding
1: inside the ticket kiosk? The dirt floor is coated with a scattering of colorful paper tickets bearing Rusty's image, suggesting that whatever or whoever was staffing the booth left in a hurry. You also see the steel cash box. Lying empty, its lock clearly been forced open. Evidence that evening, rampaging monsters can't uh-huh. stop Absalon's thieves from capitalizing an opportunity to profit. So, yep, you see the ticket booth, abandoned tickets everywhere, and someone stole the kitty.
2: Guys, we have a clue. This mm. is why we were brought here. Somebody stole the money.
3: And... Well, we oh, got, we got it. There's also the, the maniacal laughing. What, to the north?
2: Right. Yes.
3: I go north. I go toward the the maniacal laughter. The laughter is
1: coming from, it looks like a concession stand, a red and white striped canvas roof covers the menagerie's open air food stand. Colorful signs above the counter list fanciful named treats such as um, Goblin pickles. (laughs) Such as Acranian Gold Corn and Albert Chow. And that is where you hear some laughing.
3: Investigate. Look in. You look in. Stop. Oh, it's a hyenas.
4: Oh, is it hyenas?
1: You see two hyenas Ah! who are hiding behind the counter gulping, sniffing, and eating, well, the concessions. As soon as Gomez's face appears, they look up at you and snarl and attack. You're threatening their food.
3: Fresh meat. Roll for combat. I, I look for Harley Quinn.
1: <laughs> um, okay, the first hyena immediately goes and sees Gomez. So this is. Um, this is actually is. Let's see, how is this? So it is going to. Well. It's gonna go up to you gomez i'm just moving here for a second so this is a concession stand so this is not like a full building but you know how it is like this is like five feet off the ground so it's open air i mean there's a door and stuff so you can easily reach in but this does count as cover so the hyena is actually going to i'll tell you what the hyena is going to do it's actually going to jump up over the stand so it moves there next to gomez and then it'll try to bite gomez does a nine hit you gomez no not even close and gets one more attack and it's like covered in food like all across its fur but you notice more of that black like foam all around its mouth, like the black foam you saw on some of the other creatures. 15. I think that hits you, though.
3: Yes, my armor class is 15, unless I get some kind of bonus for what nine
1: points of damage as it bites you. Boo, boo.
3: Is he on top of Gomez?
1: Uh, Did no, that... he's next to him. Um, uh, okay, nine... nine
3: points of damage. Oh my god, damn, you better damn. retreat.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's max damage. All right, well, um. Basil's going to step up. Um, he's going to use, take advantage of the fact that the hyena is attacking Gomez and use the opening to attack with his sword cane. So that would be devised a stratagem. Okay. You notice that these hyenas are a little yes. smaller and weaker than normal hyenas. And that devised a stratagem comes in handy because... Critical hits. Although you rolled the minimum damage on your crit, and the minimum damage on, so actually, if you did a normal attack, you would have done six points of damage, and you do a critical attack, you did two points of damage. Four damage. Um, good news is it looks pretty weak. Like you hit it pretty soundly, and it looks like they're they. It's almost dead, or let's just say unconscious. That these are very weak hyenas. Hyenas. And that was my three actions, so I'm done. Whoops, Dougie goes.
2: Is that second number critical damage, and that's not additional?
1: No, they rolls it twice, and it just does it so it's easier, because a lot of times you might have Boy, different damages. It can't remember numbers, so it can't keep it stored, so it just rolls it twice. That's just The, the first really one hard. is the number if you didn't crit. The second number is the final number if you did crit. Right, because right. there's a lot of weapons. This, this will come in handy. Uh, sorry, this will come up a lot more as you get to higher levels where you will do an extra this and this and this which you crit. Nice, yeah, of- it's a lot of extras, so that's engine. why it's two separate. Yep, okay. It's on purpose. But um, then things like precision damage are or like fire damage te- do tend to be added at the end. Exactly. I assume... Can,
4: can, uh, can- Precision damage, like sneak attack damage, get doubled? Everything critth. gets doubled. Everything. So All I right. gave it four. It did four points of damage. So two for crit
1: and two for sneak.
2: So I assume I don't have flanking. Gomez doesn't have, like, a natural attack. Yes, he does. Attack.
1: Everyone has an attack. He has. He always gets flanking. Okay. He, he either has a fist, even though he doesn't use it, or he uses his teeth. Either one will count. Okay.
2: I will be attacking him with my maul.
1: here we go oh my lord wow (laughs) this poor creature
4: i like that you have a weapon now that makes me that pleases me Uh, well
1: you only did oh you know what i I messed up hold on a second all right
2: i got zero damage
4: (laughs) hey let me do it again hold on give me a second what's that do like 1d12 or something
2: Yeah, it does one to twelve dude It's, it's crazy yeah and i i could just roll the d12 for the damage no, I'm almost
1: done. Hold on, I gonna fix it. Okay. Okay, roll it again. Uh oh, it's gonna work. Just press the button. Oh my god. <laughs> 16
2: damage to that? 16 uh...
1: points of damage. Wow. Babouge! Ah!
2: Wow, I I have another action. Um I
1: now, really... the poor thing was like totally unconscious. And you can see the little birdies around its uh, head. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, 430 feet to left center, I think. Uh,
2: I I call this uh, mall. I dub the uh, dog slammer. All right. And I am going to do a move around maneuver. One, two, three, four, five. And that's all my movement.
1: That's all. You know, number two goes. So basically that wall counts as cover, but... This hyena literally just like jumps over the wall, and now it's there. It's next to Dougie, and then it's just oh, that's open. Yeah, I told you it was like a. It's like a. It's an open area. It's like five oh, feet. Oh, I thought it was. But just if you open attacked over it, it, you wouldn't have been able to attack over it anyhow because you only had one action left and it was too far away. So oh, okay, All yeah, right, it's like an right. open air food stall. Right. Yeah. Tries to bite. Oops, I did the wrong attack. Fight dougie 21 even with your new armor yep six points of damage and then i'll use the other one um a five misses you so it's trying to bite you right just missing you hello mang you already so- see one is out So, I can
4: see it from here because I'm not, I can't, okay, because I can't see it um, from where I'm sitting.
1: I'm actually going to, well, you can't really see it from, actually, no, you can't because it's behind the counter and it's like a food stand that's five feet tall. So, you can see Dougie.
2: He jumped over the counter though.
1: Right. Right. It's sorry, four feet tall. So, it's behind the counter. So, Lomang, if you move two to the north, you can see it.
4: Two to the north? Yeah. Okay. It's
1: a it's a counter. Like it's behind the counter. It's a dog. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't oh, see yeah. anything. Okay. Yeah, 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 Well that's why, because it's like, right. it's hiding. It's low.
4: It's really small. I'm gonna shoot it with my crossbow. Oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> Dougie, you're in the way! Get out oh, of the way! <laughs> Do
1: they get any kind of any minus or anything? Yes,
4: minus one because uh Dougie is soft cover.
1: Okay. Oh. An eight He rolls a three
2: for an eight. Ah. <laughs> so annoying!
1: Just bounces off the wall. It's not even close. <laughs> and it's two
4: actions to reload. What are you gonna do? Uh, that's a good question. I'm gonna reload.
2: No, no, you can't go around,
3: Gomez.
4: It'll Jeez. take me way too long.
3: You are the worst <laughs>
2: monk in the world.
3: I pull out one of the scrolls and I cast a uh, uh, two-action heal on myself.
1: Okay, hit the heal button. You do 16 heal on yourself. Good. Right, so, so no, no no, sorry. no, 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 sorry. You do, uh, that's the critical one. You do uh, 12. Oh, right, that's 12. That's enough for you. Because you only had nine points of damage. So, No matter what it did, you would have been completely healed. You got one action left. How does that heightened thing work? Oh, no, you How don't. Work? No, you don't. You, you used it. Heightened is if you get a level two scroll, and it does more. That's all it is. It's like a level one, level two, level three. It's just the level of the spell. Okay. Instead of them writing out the spell nine times in the rules, they use Haydn and it saved them probably 40 pages (laughs) for Mm. spells. Because Haydn, you know, it's the same equivalent of writing it out 20
4: times, you know,
1: like here's at a level one and level two and level three and level 10 and so forth.
4: So uh, if it says heightened plus one, and then your fifth level, then you get that five times total.
1: If you slotted as a fifth level spell, then you get it five. Yes, and you get five d8? Uh, so I
3: move over here. The level of the spell, not the level of the character. Then no,
1: actually, it's a two action heal. You did so,
3: or, or am I done? Because I took you're one done action. because oh, one, action yeah, one action and then two action. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Basil is up, and Basil, you also can't see the hyena because it's behind the stall. Uh, you can do that. I mean, I'm going to say it's two actions to get over there, though. Because you're jumping off the wall. Oh, I thought that was like a, I thought that was a door. I couldn't see through. No, it's actually, that's just sort of like the, it's uh, It's like the the window. Yeah. If you want to go there, that you can do in one action. Let's do that then. Um, all right. I guess I'm going to, you know, consider my attack and examine my possibilities and take a swing with the sword cane. It's no mall. And I get flanking, so that's another yeah. plus, plus two. two. So you have plus four altogether. 17, just enough. But tell you, that divides the stratagem. It only gives you an extra plus two, but that extra plus two has been the difference between missing and hitting every
4: time. I'm just yeah, letting you know. It is good. So, and. Nice job
1: very good very good well you were done actually that was your last action that would have been my my third action anyways it goes unconscious and it too has black foam all around its mouth both of them as they both go unconscious is
4: there is there any way i can take like a little sample of this of course i mean yeah I i want to try and use my nature to see if i can figure out what this is it seems like some kind of natural poison maybe
1: just like on a on a handkerchief and like kind of wa- ball it up so that the so it's all wrapped up and not touching anything. Okay, Lomang wanders over to the hyena and looks at this black
4: stuff. Dougie, I, you got your mall. I got my crossbow. It looks like someone is tampered with these animals and has set them crazy. Why is there all that blood over by the penguin? That penguin has probably been just eating
2: some fish. Wait, what, what is Lay on Hands? Is it six or is it 1d6?
1: Uh, no, it's six. It's just six.
2: It's just six? Yeah. I'm going to do that.
1: So Lomang looks at the hyena and tries to figure out. He, he smells the concoction and he, he does not know what this is. But obviously something is wrong with these animals. You've now seen this on pretty much all of the animals that are going crazy. And from what you can tell, and these animals look like they're fairly docile. I mean, you know, hyenas aren't exactly, they're not exactly, you know, the most uh, docile of creatures, but these actually were fairly small and weak hyenas. So you could tell that these were not like You know, big killer hyenas. Uh, The owlbear was old and looked domesticated. Um, Big Tooth, you know, actually was a cockatrice. But, you know, as long as you kept it in a cage, it should be fine. And Rusty the Rust Monster, well, obviously the star of the show. And as long as you kept it in a a cage and fed it uh, material every so often, it would be completely docile. It's not like this zoo has incredibly dangerous animals in it. So something's up. That you know. And it smells really weird. Right.
2: With
4: the domesticated owlbear. So that that, that, um, black substance is a poison?
1: You don't know. You don't know if it's poison, but it's something. And you would definitely need a lab kit to investigate it further. You don't have the materials and equipment to do it. You guys don't have lab kits? Do either of my sets of tools at least have like a specimen container type thing? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely take it. To make a specimen to bring it back to the boys in the lab, back at the <laughs> station. Right. CSI needs to come in and check this out.
2: Get the crime lab, zoo but lab.
1: You can't and tell. <laughs> you can tell there's something wrong. Like, this obviously, something is going wrong with these animals. That this is not like, oh, they got out and they start killing people. Yeah, and... somebody
3: fed them the loco weed, made of loco. Yeah. Yes. All right. So
4: we're going to move out here. If All right, Dougie, I got, I'll cover you with my crossbow.
2: Right. Uh, oh, and Dougie, did you e- want
1: to? You said you wanted to. Um, yeah, I'm
2: going to do my lay on hand. So I might as well do that. Get an okay. even six.
4: Okay. So you lay I'm on hand. I got my crossbow, Doug.
2: Get on. Yep. Get in there. I'm not going. Your crossbow is useless. It doesn't do a lot of damage. It's, your flurry of blows is way better.
4: Crossbow does 1d10.
2: Yeah, but you've never met. You've never hit with it.
4: <laughs> I hit once. All right. Uh, let's see what's. I'm gonna continue north. Let's see what's up here.
2: Is there anything above here? I want to check my. No, no,
4: that's
1: that's the end of the the enclosure. There is a building to the west of you, um, and there's a very very large building to the east of you. And Lomag didn't notice next to the penguin there's blood all around these rocks and the water is kind of murky. Hmm.
3: So all that right. deserves investigation. I'm going to go look at that. Yep, be careful, Gomez.
1: Okay, as soon as Gomez walks Ugh. over to the surface, the large decorative pool lined to the north and west sides of the benches serves as the centerpiece of the Menagerie's open-air exhibits. Rocks painted white are meant to resemble icebergs and stud the artificial pond. Oversized wooden cutouts depict smiling penguins wearing top hats that have been placed around the pool's edges. The only actual penguin in the exhibit stands at the peak of the largest rock, squawking frenetically. The surface of the water is murky with blood and feathers. Ah! Dun, dun, dun! And as soon as you walk up to the edge of the pool, something erupts from the
4: water, Ah!
1: trying to drag Gomez in with them.
3: Gomez, no. It thinks I'm a penguin. Big Bertha. Does my uniform make me look like a penguin?
0: Roll for combat.
3: I bet it does. Yeah, it does. You look a lot like a
0: penguin.
4: basil looks like a penguin
1: (laughs) you you do look like uh, a penguin let's see let's look this up shall we
4: you look like food
1: you do look like food so it actually had a ready action so it goes first (laughs) oh great (laughs) yes and it's ready action is coil A giant viper uses its action to coil itself, increasing its reach with its fangs to 10 feet. And then it strikes! So as you go over to the edge, seeing the dead penguins and the feathers and the blood, and looking at the penguin squawking fanatically, a giant viper leaps out of the water, trying to drag Gomez in and make him a meal. Let's see what happens, shall we?
3: 15 That that will totally hit me. Yes, that hits you.
1: Okay. I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is it hits you and did 10 points of damage.
4: That's the good news. <laughs> wow. The definition of the word good.
1: The bad news is roll a fortitude save as as it bit you, you felt a gargantuan amount of poison that get injected into your body.
3: Oh I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to get dragged into the water. I guess that's next. Here we go. I think that's the good news.
1: That is the good news you successfully fight off the giant viper venom poison. And guess what? You're up Gomez it did not successfully drag you in. But it oh my killed God! you with a single
3: I absolutely run away. I run over here. And I uh, take out a scroll, right? Because because moving is an action and pulling yes. out the scroll is an action.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
3: Uh, actually, I take out a potion. I take out my potion.
1: Okay.
3: Because then drinking the potion is an action, and so then that's three yes. actions, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So uh, it would be a heal, and that's it, right? Because a potion of healing is just 1d8, and that's it? That's it. All right, so I'm going to roll my heal and have it up. Yep.
4: Gomez is going through those potions and scrolls like they're candy. Four (laughs) potions of healing.
1: Lomang. What about us? Lomang saw that and was like, ah!
4: (laughs) Damn. Uh, I I got a clear shot to this thing right here, right?
1: Eh, You're going to have to move. You don't have a clear shot because Basil's right in front of you. So oh. that's a minus one. So if you want a completely clear shot, you want to move in front of Basil. And it does get some cover because it's in the water.
4: I like the idea of shooting this thing from range. All right. So I'm going to go here.
1: Gomez decides to take the hyena and throw it into the water as a sacrifice.
4: I go there. Okay. I'm going to shoot it. Okay. you shoot minus minus one, you say? For the water?
1: Uh, Sure.
4: Because it's like half in the water. Eighteen.
1: There we go. Missed. Oh missed no! It. <laughs> because it, you just missed it because it's in the water, and you're like, "Damn, freaking refraction!" Got one more action.
4: All right, I'm, uh, I'm going to enter crane stance.
1: Basil, you see this? What do you do? Um, I am going to step a little bit closer, and I'm going to cast my electric arc against it. Ooh. Who knew Basil was so... Versatile. Versatile. Melee? Yeah. And, well, and it's do. in the
2: water, so there should be some bonuses.
1: Yes, the bonus is that it um, it made it, and it takes one point of damage. One point of damage. Jeez, are you serious? I tickled it a little bit. The doggie's up. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, I can't even reach it. Okay, so now I'm here. I now know that I can't even reach the thing. This is you can, ridiculous. You can
1: walk into the water and I'm then not try doing to that.
2: That's stupid. That's that's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, you could. Oh,
1: it's it's, it's God. only stupid if you if you think it's stupid. Thinking it doesn't make it stupid.
2: You know what? I'm gonna use all my movement and I'll just go over here. I'll, I'll wave at Big Bertha.
1: Big Bertha. You get a better look at Big Bertha. It's. Fangs are frightening sight, with injection tubes as long as daggers. Mmm. You realize this thing is not fooling around. Can I
2: ready an action?
1: Yes, but it takes two actions to ready an action. And you can only ready an action that takes one action. So you can only ready something that only takes a single action to do. But you already went. So, it coils itself back up, and hides under the water, so you can only see the tip of its eyes. That's a target. (laughs) It is a target. Go messes up.
3: Oh, brother. Alright, I am going to... You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the lay on hands ability of my thingy, and uh, heal myself that way.
1: Okay, that's one action. That's six points you get back.
3: Alright, so that is that. So that'll get me... Oh, so that that'll get me to fall. Good. Yeah, that's perfect. All right, so that's one action. That's correct. Awesome. I, I zap it with my tail. Yeah, power. now's
2: the time when you zap it.
1: That um, that penguin is like freaking out. By the way, it's like going
3: crazy. The penguin is obviously controlled. I, I feel your I feel your terror, penguin. I, I I was I was with you there. I'm with you in the trenches against this thing.
1: It makes its saving throw, but it still does half damage
3: three points of damage
1: low mang
4: are you gonna put up with this no i mean is does it, it presenting a target or what's it's very this... small but yes it's presenting oh, a target. In the water it's in the minus again. is that
1: that will be probably at least a minus two if not a minus four
4: um uh, that rock that's to the left of the penguin i could stand on that right
1: yeah it looks like you can stand in the water it's at least by the edge. I mean, it actually is pretty deep. It's, it's, it's hard to tell. It looks murky, but you can at least wade in like the first five feet and stand next to this thing if you wanted
4: to. I think I can perform the leap action. How Move far from here leap? to here and leap over here. 15 feet. Oh uh, wow. Leap to the rock. That's crazy. It's yeah, you heroic. can leap.
1: Yeah, if you want. It's a single action. You take a careful short jump. You can leap up to 10 feet horizontally if your speed is at least 15 feet.
4: My
5: speed
1: is um, 30.
0: Right. So uh, I can move 15. or fifteen
1: feet if your speed's thirty. You land in the space where your leap ends. And right. um it's a basic action. So what you do is you would have to move and then leap. So you right. move up to the edge is the first action, second yep. action and then is the leap. And then the Big Bertha does its attack of opportunity while you're doing leap. Oh does it have an attack of opportunity? Oh shit. Oh shit. As you leap over it, it decides to attack, and it uncoils like a snake, because it's a snake, and bites you. You fell right into its trap, but it's a miss, you missed nice. though. Miss. you with your crane stance as you leap over it, or flapping your arms like a caw <laughs> <laughs> And it completely misses you. Like as a crane goes. in the water. Yep, and you land next to it, and. You got one more action. I do. Buddy? That's
4: a, that's, we call that a flurry. Oh, boy. Now you're coming into your own. All right. And I don't get any plus or minus. No. Well, now you won't because here's the good news you got it out. Oh, and you credit it. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 16 total damage. Oh, my God.
1: So you run, jump, it tries to bite you. And I would imagine not only does it miss you you then punch it in the face yes. while you're like in leaping mid-flight. over it in mid-flight and do t- do 16 points of damage. <laughs> the
3: thing is just All right, like, wait, wait. Did, did you did you did you kick it and use it as a stepping stone to make <laughs> yeah. the distance. Did you <laughs> yeah. kick it in the head like it jumped up and you kicked it in the head back down and that yeah. gave you the extra stepping stone to get it. Cuz I up. can
4: fly like a kung fu man. He got one more attack. I know I'm going to use it.
3: It's crazy. The uh, penguin like that.
4: Four, the, penguin,
1: the penguin is squawking at you. At
4: like I must that. protect the penguin. Ah, uh, 13 won't do it. I tried.
1: Basil. Basil was very impressed by that, I must say. All right, I'm going to move in. I'm going to use take advantage of the snake's attack of opportunity that he turned his head to look at uh, Lomang, as in devise a stratagem, and I'm going to attack with my sword cane.
2: I need to get flanking.
1: Oh no. Big Bertha. Oh no! No wow. way! Yeah. But like, really shitty small numbers. Oh my
2: god, what are these numbers?
4: Oh! oh going right. you You got it.
2: Wow!
1: You one tuned this thing. Boom, boom. <laughs> all right, now here comes the fascinating part. The penguin's the real threat. <laughs> uh, the penguin's the actual threat. He was controlling the snake all along. Um, no, the big Bertha is unconscious and it's starting to sink into the water. What do you
3: do? Yeah, you gotta save it for drowning. Grab it, save it, save, Grab save, it and that. Pull save it out of the water.
2: Yep, we can put him with the uh in the ticket booth.
3: Okay, you um, he'll
4: get out of the ticket booth. Um, well, we see seen it looks like these are cages, right? To the south, is that what those are?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, those are cages, and you can actually see animals in those cages to the south. Oh, they're in like. That-
4: empty cages for, like, like a, the snake no, cage? Like, no. no, no, no. Not that
1: you can see here. Um, but, yeah, there's there's cages to the south, and, as I said before, you can see things like bunnies, deers, raccoons, chipmunks, and um, and, you know, there's, like, more, you know, more normal animals, I'd say. And none of them got out, and they seem to be okay. You can't quite tell. You have to get a little closer.
4: I, I actually have five sacks as part of my gear. So I'll take, I'll take another sack, and I'll put the snake in it. Okay. Tie the top and make sure it can breathe, though.
1: Okay. You uh, throw the snake in the sack. Them sacks are coming in handy. <laughs> yep.
4: And, and you, while
1: you look around and there's just like, there's just blood and feathers and dead penguin parts all around. And there's no water. people around at all, right? And so far, you haven't found anyone other than the people
4: who work in those stands to the west. No. Yeah. I mean, like, there's no, there's no carnival people. Um, there is this kind of big building. Yeah. Let's go far. I'm getting tired of this. We so need to find the people responsible.
2: Do you guys mind if we check this small building? first
4: go for it Let's i want to i like
2: i like starting directionally and just working way over like i don't want to get attacked from behind so
4: and gomez i would suggest letting uh me or dougie uh go in front yeah
3: yeah I, I i'm I, i'm done <laughs> I, i'm done triggering encounters i did i did my part your impulse you guys can trigger all the encounters from now on yeah i'm just gonna follow up behind
2: all right so i'm gonna open up this door to the left or
1: or, to the west so to the northwest you see a large wooden shed that has no windows only a door to the eastern side and a large pungent mound of animal dung piled near the north wall so do you
4: open up the door
2: i do indeed with mole ready
4: i have my crossbow loaded and pointed at the door here, I'm gonna briefly I'm gonna quickly switch to the other side. There you go. Ooh.
1: Open up the door. Inside the building is packed with shovels, pitchforks, buckets, and other tools, plus bags and crates of animal feed and an open-topped cistern full of water. In addition, you see a small gnomish man holding a pitchfork who seems to be wounded. And he and he seems to be nervously pointing the pitchfork at you as the door opens, scared out of his mind.
2: Good God, man! What is going on in this zoo? Are you a, are you a animal
1: keeper? Oh, oh! Thank the lords! Oh, the watch is here! Oh, thank you, thank you! Are you here to save me? Please, please.
2: Yes, we are. We, yes, we are. We need to pay, get some of these animals in their cages. We've subdued a bunch of them, but we don't know where they go. Can you help us with that?
1: Oh, I. Oh, I would if I could, but the animals that escaped they they're all in that large building over there and I don't know what the the current state is, but they all got out and obviously rampaging everywhere. oh I, I, I have nowhere to put them. They're cages, they're enclosures. they're in that building.
2: All right, so um, I, I, I close the door to stay in here and you'll be safe. Wait. Wait, don't leave me. What? Oh, yeah, please, by all means, come on out. Yeah, sure, if you want.
1: Well, first, you said he's wounded. Can we do a treat wounds on him? Definitely. Uh, I I don't know how. I'll take care of it. Okay. Give me that roll. Let's see if you don't fail. 17, you succeed. Right. Uh, Sure enough, yeah, he is wounded. It looks like he was, well, trying to, you know, to help with the animals but they attacked him and you can see has bite marks he has he's got a lot of wounds on wow. him he, he's got a lot he also has a lot of scars on him and this does take 10 minutes so he says oh thank you thank you so much thank you so good sir now we've, just to, just to get you up to speed we've found the owl bear, the rust monster the snake and the cockatrice oh, oh, my God. Hiatus, hiatus oh is rusty is rusty okay is he okay we put him in a oh, yeah. sack for now to see him oh. He's all right. Oh, thank God! Thank you, thank you. And he actually starts crying. He's like, oh, Rusty, I love Rusty. I couldn't bear something happened to Rusty. <laughs> Do you know if there are any other animals we should be looking out for that are particularly dangerous? So, wait. You told me you got you got an owl bear. Okay, the owl bear. You got um. A cockatrice, okay. Uh, You got Rusty.
2: Oh, man. The hyenas, too, and the snake.
1: Uh, Hyenas, and it's the snake. Oh, no, that sounds really bad. Yeah, it sounds like all the creatures from the the South Hall and the North Hall escaped. I'm not sure. Oh, I know what happened. I bet you if Rusty got out, Rusty just must have... Chewed through all the bars and everything. Oh, everything well, they're in all there drooling must have like black. out
2: They've got they're foaming at the mouth with black stuff.
1: Black like, stuff? Yeah. Did Basil, show him the. Uh, I, sh- I the- show him the little specimen bottle I have with the black stuff. He looks at the black stuff and he's like, "What is this? What? Did, what? Where did you find this? I don't know what this is." It's been on the mouths of several of the creatures. Huh. I don't know what this is. Has there been any sort of change or disruption of their
3: food sources or getting them from a new place or anything? Or is there anybody new working here?
1: No. Or did you see uh, anybody
3: suspicious around the cages?
1: No, you you mention it. The animals that all became unusually aggressive were the ones I gave water to. (gasps) He looks over to the cistern holding the animals water supply and he says oh no maybe someone poisoned the water cuz uh, those are the only I only gave water to the animals in the in the hall I didn't give any in the cages to the south so I guess they're they're okay thank god the cage carts but yeah it's all starting to make sense I don't know anyone could have gotten in here i mean it's just a service shed it's not super secure and it's covered with feces all of the time it's not exactly the most enticing place it could have been anyone
4: any visitor could have come in here where were you sir the night of Arador 2735 <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm the zookeeper
1: I I, keep, I I love these animals. I've been here my whole life. I would never do anything to hurt them. What are you saying? I would never.
2: It's <laughs> oh, part of our investigation.
4: All right, so I, I would like to check the water. Who has access to the
2: cistern? Yeah, like who has access to the cistern? Anyone. Usually under... So it could
4: even you. have been a guest.
1: Yes, anyone. A guest could have come in here. As I said, this has never happened before. It's not like people oh, are coming man. in here and uh, stealing animal food. It's... Oh.
4: I'd like to examine the water and maybe do a nature check on it to see if anything looks up, if it smells weird.
3: Or... Yes.
1: You know what? This is... I know what. You know, this is the owner's fault. I tell you, if, if he didn't run off for a blanket rodeo and never come back, we wouldn't have been stretched so thin right now, and maybe none of this would have happened. It's Wait. his fault. It's his, I tell you. What's a blanket rodeo? I've been doing everything rodeo? I can to hold this place together. This is horrible. This is... ugh. This is ridiculous. Wait, can we
4: ran off to the rodeo? What?
1: Oh, the, the owner, Mr. Knight, Archibald Knight? He was having this affair with the veterinarian, Minera From, And they ran off. Who knows? Everyone knows that they've been having an affair. They ran off a couple of days ago, haven't come back. They've been, they've been just, you know, gallivanting around, probably having a great time in the fair. And I've been having to. Hold down the fort. I'm literally in charge of this place without and, them.
2: And who is this uh, woman? This from uh, girl? Where's she she's, from?
1: She's the veterinarian. She's oh, the veterinarian, and yeah, she's, she's she vet. works here normally. Yes. Yeah. How many, how many days ago did you say they left? I don't
4: know. Maybe a week.
1: It's been a long time now. I think about it. it uh, that yeah. seems like too long.
4: Does the All water right. seem weird?
1: Uh, you look at the water, and yeah, definitely something is wrong with that water. You can definitely smell the same pungent smell from that black goo. Uh, it's kind of coming from the water, and you, you can tell
4: there's something off with this water. Tainted. It's poisoned. All right, Basil, don't drink uh,
2: can you make a uh, test on this water? I don't have book learning for this. There's nothing to prepare a cadet for tainted water.
4: Definitely was poison. I could tell, to determine that, but that's about all. Is that, I could that maybe
1: occultism? Uh, sure. Probably. Actually, nature. no. It's it's, nature. Uh, it's either nature or medicine. Oh, um, and um, I do the rule for you. So, oh, you 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 look at it and you concur with Lomang. You you don't know if it was poison. You actually think it's something more sophisticated than poison. Because it doesn't look like the animals are actually poisoned. It's not like they're damaged. It looks like they've become incredibly aggressive. And you think this is way more subtle and way more sophisticated. And this is not an accident. Obviously, something, something was being done. What you don't know.
2: Something only a veterinarian would know.
4: Hmm. Very suspicious.
2: I think we have a clue. This is a second clue, guys.
4: Um,
1: I'm going to put a pursue a lead on the vet just in case. Dun dun dun. Okay, what does that do? It gives Woo-hoo! me plus a plus one on any sort of any sort of a whole bunch of different like perception checks and like sense motives related to related to the subject nice. of my of my lead. We can put it. Manera from her. Minera from is the name of the veterinarian and remy goes on to explain that it's it's been sort of an open secret that mr knight and miss from were having an illicit affair that everyone everybody knew that and, and mr knight has been saying he's gonna divorce his wife for quite some time now
5: <gasps> oh where's and... where's the
1: wife oh the wife the wife well we came into town so we actually aren't from this part of the world we're actually from escadar so we just came in just for the festival so we just set this up here normally we're in in escadar and we work with the circus so she's she's back home because we're just going to be here for three months
3: so so she's she's not in the city at all she's in no does does Mira have like a room here somewhere yes
1: yes her wagon her wagons way to the southeast it's not the it's not the furthest wagon to the southeast. It's the second furthest wagon, to from the southeast. So, all
3: right. and I'm sorry did we did we take care of all the business of like so all the animals that need to be subdued or subdued? Well, we still we, got the one big building to go. Oh
1: in. no no, let me yeah we got to go get clear it. out the so, big building first. Did did you find a, a bunny rabbit with a big big unicorn horn? Oh, no, no 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 no. Oh that's the Amira. You, you don't want to get killed by that thing because if you. If you get killed by it, you um you immediately become petrified and die right away. So be oh, really careful around uh, that thing. Okay. Um did you did you see any flash beetles or any beetles? No, no, oh, no, beetles. no bugs. Oh. Okay. Cockatrice,
3: uh, owl bear, the hyenas, big Burda, Uh what's the other one? Hyenas, Rustmaster. big burra,
4: rust monster. Rustmaster. Rust
3: monster. Okay. What about um
1: Oh, no. Uh, You didn't come across a gargantuan slug monster, did you? No, 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 no. No. (laughs) No.
2: That doesn't sound good.
1: Oh, yeah. The bastard, we call him. Oh, great. Yeah, that's an Akravak. Yeah, those are like horse-sized burrowing monsters that spit acid... They're really, really nasty. That sounds horrible. Yeah, that's why we call them the bastard, because everyone hates them. Even I don't get along with them. Well, it sounds like you got most of them, but those three are still loose. Did you find any other staff? Is there anyone else around?
3: We have not found any other staff. Where would they be?
1: They're probably hiding out. I'd imagine maybe uh, there's some offices in the South Hall. Maybe they're in the offices. Holding up like I was, uh, maybe they fled. I don't know. I mean, they're expecting me to take care of everything, but I kept getting—you know—I was trying. But look, and yeah, yeah, obviously was injured pretty badly. It's so like I did everything and I could. I tried. I tried. I tell you, I tried. Uh,
3: we so we have to investigate more. We, so the, like the monsters could be anywhere on the grounds. The other employees could be anywhere on the grounds.
1: Yeah, you said you found Big Bertha. Big Bertha has a whole exhibit in the hall. So she must have got it out. And did you say she ate the penguins? She, she
4: ate, right? ate some penguins. Oh, There's one left.
1: Oh, you know how hard it is to get penguins in this latitude? I'm Oh, sure. oh this is going to be impossible. What am I going <laughs> to do? Penguins. They're in a pickle
4: here. But we need to protect the rest of the property and uh, preserve the peace.
2: Yeah, we lost oh. also lost some produce, too.
3: That's <laughs> right, the produce, and also and also a lot of metal goods. Well, yeah. it's up to you whether you want to stay and hide
1: out here, or maybe you could go to the nearest station and tell them what's
3: going on. Yeah, <laughs> or like, or should he, or should he go, or should he leave here and go and police the things that are outside of here? Or, like, yeah, we'll maybe we'll, he can go, work go on there. the cockatrice and the owlbear. Yeah, there. yeah. take care of them appropriately. Okay,
1: that's actually. That's a good idea. Yeah, it sounds like you left the Al Bear in a store. Yeah, that makes sense because that thing is yeah, Hoots is really tough. But I, well, hopefully if Hoots he, is okay, he, he might Hoots know how really, to
2: handle him. Yeah,
1: Hoots is really tame and and well, Big Tooth, you you wrapped up. That's good. Rusty, I'll take care of Rusty because I love Rusty. Rusty loves me. It's like a it's like my own child and, and he like pulls down his like shirt and in his shoulder he actually has a cartoon image tattooed of uh, rusty wearing a little top hat He's oh like, my god oh. <laughs> <laughs> i
4: want one of those I,
1: I love, I love oh, oh do you want one Do you want Uh, one? You know, you can. There's someone here in the concession stands, you know, that will do it for you. It's very reasonably priced. It's very popular. You can get like a fake one. That's what like a lot of the kids get. But if you want a real one, uh, we do it for uh, real too. They're really nice. It looks like you got a lot of ink on you already. Yeah, I do. I got I got tattoos
4: (laughs) already. Yeah. Yeah, I got a bunch. Um. All right. Well, you know what? I is your give it to you
1: for free, gratis, no problem.
4: Is this zoo properly um, insured?
1: Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Well, again,
4: I, I, <laughs> I mean, such a thing I'm just
1: the zookeeper. Archibald Knight, he owns the zoo. It's his name on the banner. You really yeah. got to talk to him.
4: All right, we'll, but, be, we'll be discussing him because this is uh, unacceptable to, to Yeah, allow th- Now that I think about it, he,
3: he hasn't been seen in like probably a week. Oh, we should we should secure the grounds, don't you think? Yeah,
4: let's uh, let's go to this building. Let's go. Uh, uh, my crossbow loaded. I want to open the door to the east. To oh, save.
1: Cr- you you got a crossbow? Hold on a second. And and he starts going around. And he's and there's like tools. He's like, I got, I got some here. Well, shovels and pitchforks probably won't really help you. But then like he goes into the corner. He goes, if anyone needs it, look, I got two heavy crossbows, and twenty bolts, and you know we don't use this this is like in the unfortunate time when we need to put down a monster but well,
4: i'll take it... the bolts
1: okay okay if, and, if no one
4: else wants a crossbow
1: yeah i have two crossbows if you need them to help take down the monsters and after you manage to wrap everything up m- meet me at uh, mr knight's mr knight's wagon he's yeah he's all the way in the southeast uh, and I'll make sure you're properly compensated for everything else. Also, if you go to the veterinarian's office, her wagon, she has a lot of materials to help care of the monsters. There's healing potions in there. There's salves of anti-paralysis. You know, occasionally if someone gets hit by uh tooth we have a, a scroll of charm in there i know there's a scroll of speak with animals oh. uh, anti-plague um i think there's a wand of command there's a whole bunch of things feel free to take those to help you to sedu- do the animals but please try not to kill any just those penguins oh what am i gonna do about the penguins it's gonna be so hard to deal with i don't know what i'm gonna all do. right with. so i
4: think we should do that we should go get some of that stuff
1: yeah, it, it kind of investigates yeah, sure. the, the leads we got, and it's right. supply yeah. a resupply.
2: Get, is what kind of crossbow does he have? Does he have a hand crossbow by heavy. any chance? Heavy, heavy, heavy. Okay, crossbows. can't use it.
4: Yes. You can't use a heavy crossbow. No, really? Why not? I'm uh, is it?
2: Uh, well, actually, is it a martial weapon? No. Okay, then I can. not
1: It's simple. Then he can use it. Oh. You can use, you can well, use simple my, hand My My
2: trained proficiency says hand crossbow and well, simple weapons.
1: That's
4: a special thing.
1: That's a special thing. That's if you like, want to use your extra damage. That's like
4: exotic. And, and, and for the fact that you're trained in that is intriguing to me. Huh.
1: Let's see. A heavy crossbow is a simple ranged weapon. You can use a heavy crossbow. Okay. You just go get your extra. Everyone weapon. can. Yeah. In, okay. my, in my case, it's more of an encumbrance thing. I'm
2: well, not I can't. They're carry
4: just incredibly it. slow, though. That's the problem with
2: them. I, I'll, I'll get a crossbow then. I'll put the crossbow on me and. But
4: uh, okay. so take, yeah, take the crossbow and the bolts. Yeah,
2: give me some b- bolts too. As much okay. as you poo pooed it before. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> it's worth a shot and then running into combat. I mean, and I'll, I'll load it.
4: Okay.
1: I don't know. Uh, Dougie is uh, making out like a bandit here. He got armor, he got a mall. just
2: handing me things. This yeah. is. Normally, <laughs> normally <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> I mean, he's,
1: got, he's got lots of stuff all over the place.
4: It might uh, be to a bribe, possibly, but I'm not sure. Hmm. It's not a bribe. You're helping out.
2: All right, so Just let's head over here, I guess. Yeah, let's get to the uh, more free stuff. <laughs>